What's up? I'm Alex Clark, and you're listening to the audio version of my show, Politics, powered by Turning Point USA. To fully experience the conservatee, make sure you're following the show at our home base on Instagram, where we post our episodes daily at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Okay, cute servatives, let the games begin. Oh, my. On your what? Armpit. Okay, the way he just said armpit was so sultry. Armpit. Put a music note in the comments if you like the remix better than the original. Uncle Steve, by the way, on TikTok, one of my favorite TikTok accounts to follow, period. What words do you know in Spanish? What about Uno? What about Douglas? More celebrities coming and speaking out against implant illness. I mean, breast implant illness. They're promoting implant removal. Is Catwoman bisexual? One of your favorite Halloween classics is getting a sequel. And I'll tell you the very weird thing my parents had to do when I was a baby to get me to sleep because Olivia Munn has had to get creative with her baby too. I'm Alex Clark and this is Poplitics. Another influencer has gotten breast explant surgery to remove her breast implants. You, show me them boobies. You might follow Sofia Esperanza. She used to be a model, but now has 2.7 million followers on Instagram. She said that she got breast implant illness, so she's going back to being all natural. All right, they're out. Welcome to the itty bitty, Sophia isn't the only celebrity who's had her breast implants removed due to complications or adverse side effects. Yolanda Hadid, Ashley Tisdale, and Aisha Curry are just a few celebrities who've spoken publicly about removing theirs. Aisha said hers made her feel sick, and Ashley said that she developed food sensitivities as well as gut issues once she got hers. There ain't a problem I'm sorry. That guy walked by. It was an accident. Okay. Um, I was gonna give you like a nudge on the like a punch, a friend thing. It's okay. I didn't mean. I'm sorry. That... If you've gotten breast implants, have they been the best or worst thing that has ever happened to you? You drunk all the f- milk, man. Give me my f- milk. Ah. My milk. Ah. Zoe Kravitz says she definitely interpreted Catwoman as bisexual because Catwoman lives with her friend Anika in the new Batman and calls her baby, but also has a lot of sexual tension with Batman in the movie. Well, I've taken a few dips in the lady pond. <laughs> okay, watch the trailer for the new Batman. Do you get bisexual vibes from the new Catwoman? If you did, Batman's gotta find a new date. Are you under there? What are you hiding? Selena, don't throw your life away. Don't worry, honey. I got nine of them. Who are some other random characters that should become LGBTQ just for the hell of it? I vote Porky Pig. Bow ties are super gay. Sorry to Tucker Carlson. Tom and Jerry, obviously, and you know the Rugrats eventually learned their ABCs and now all represent a different letter in the LGBT alphabet. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! 
According to the New York Post, there's a Beetlejuice sequel in the works, and no, they're not casting Mayor Lori Lightfoot as the lead, even if everything is about diversity hires these days. It's showtime. For someone who loves all things Halloween and scary, can I just say one of my most unpopular Halloween opinions? I don't like this movie. I feel like it had potential, especially in the scenes where they went to the other side or whatever, but I actually think this movie is incredibly boring. Sorry! What do you think of this? <laughs> you like it? Olivia Munn shared a relatable mom moment with her son, Malcolm. Yeah, we are outside walking in the backyard in a stroller, because it's the only way He'll settle down and chill out. Right, bub? Okay. Oh, we gotta stay out of the sun. So we're relegated to this section of the backyard. But it's working. It's working, right? When I was a baby, I wouldn't sleep unless my mom and dad drove me around in the car and played Stevie Ray Vaughan, who's this old famous guitar player. Super random, and I doubt anyone under 30 even knows who that is. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I ain't telling you, but I really must say. Good night, sweetheart. Good night. What weird things did your parents have to do to get you to sleep? Now I fall asleep listening to true crime podcasts like a normal person. Thank God I grew out of my weird phases. As soon as Lizzie found out that she was one of the main suspects in the brutal slaying of her father and stepmother, she was caught by the maid burning the dress she wore on the day of their murders in the kitchen stove. You know, if she wanted to get rid of the dress so badly, she could have made some extra money too by selling it to ThreadUp. ThreadUp is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Okay, ready for a quick breakdown of what happened this week in pop culture history? It's time for the Pop Culture Rewind. In 1991 this week, Rodney King was severely beaten by police officers in Los Angeles, California. The footage was filmed by observers and then broadcast on television in the US, leading to massive riots in the city of Los Angeles. Then this week in 1993, near Mount Carmel in Waco, Texas, agents of the U.S. Treasury Department's Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms launched a raid against the Branch Davidian compound. At least 80 people, including 22 children, were killed. I did a whole mini documentary on this for Politics. Just YouTube Politics Waco, and it should come up. On February 28, 1993, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms raided the compound. The Branch Davidians responded with gunfire and quickly killed four agents. Inside the buildings, Koresh and his followers hunkered down, refusing to surrender. The siege continued for 51 days. Then in 1998 this week, Titanic became the first film to gross over $1 billion worldwide. And Leonardo DiCaprio ironically froze to death in the oceans he claims are warming. That's how I walk around my apartment when I see a spider and it runs away before I can smash it. All right, kids, nothing to be afraid of. Look! 
Say goodbye to the house, kids. And finally, this week in 2002, the Osbournes debuted on MTV. I'm not proud of having a poor education. I'm not proud of being dyslexic and having attention deficit disorder. Can you get me some equal? I'm not proud of being a drug addict alcoholic. I'm not proud about biting the head of a bat. Sorry, Ozzy. Gen Z cannot relate. And that's what happened this week in pop culture history. I am so freaking excited for you to hear this week's episode of The Spillover. Massive guest, could have talked to him for six hours. I'm not exaggerating. I am still extremely sad it wasn't longer because there was so much I could have asked and talked to him about. All I'm gonna say is that he is a superstar in the true crime world. Find out tonight who the guest will be and watch for the episode to drop at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. I really cannot express how amazing this episode is. Subscribe to The Spillover on Apple and Spotify immediately so you don't miss it. Then. Heart this episode, tell me about the weird ways your parents had to get you to sleep or the ways you have to get your own baby to sleep and tell me your guesses for the spillover guest today. Please, 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 please! Share today's episode to your Instagram stories and tell everyone to follow Poplitics if they're looking for a conservative pop culture Instagram page. We are so close to 100K. And finally, hit that save button. We're back tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. It's pop culture without the propaganda every single day. I'm Alex Clark and this is Poplitics. Hopefully you found the conservatee scalding today. Don't forget if you want to get the full Poplitics experience to follow us on Instagram at Poplitics, where you can watch the episodes and see all the fun clips. You can find me on Instagram too, at Real Alex Clark. Love you, mean it. Bye.